A voice from the most popular sports talk radio show in America tells us why he loves Nokian Tires. That's next on this month's edition of the Nokian Tires Journey Podcast. Whether you're a driver who loves a good journey or a dealer selling tires, the road to success features a lot of the same stops. To make our journeys beautiful, we need premium, safe products that provide peace of mind in all conditions. And just like on the highway, it's a shared experience. At Nokian Tires, we provide those products with a side of passion. This podcast aims to showcase that shared passion among anyone who cares about the road ahead. Welcome to the Nokian Tires Journey Podcast. Welcome into the October episode of the Nokian Tires Journey Podcast. I'm Nokian Tires Senior Communications and Content Manager, Wes Bowling. If this is your first episode of the podcast, we release this primarily for tire dealers to understand what's going on in the tire industry and what's happening at Nokian Tires. But given the fame of our guest today, Polly from the Dan Patrick Show, there's a chance you're stumbling upon the show as a consumer. And so we'll make sure that we talk about those angles as well for you as we discuss what's happening here at our company. Of course, we invented the winter tire, but this time of year, we're promoting not just our market-leading winter and all-weather products, but also all-season tires for areas like where I live in Tennessee. That's also where we make millions of tires every year at our award-winning new North American factory in Dayton, Tennessee. So let's turn the ignition on this month's episode, and as we teased, Paul Pabst from the Dan Patrick Show is on with us this month. He's a big fan of Nokian Tires. We approach high-profile influencers and ask them to tell our story. You know, we, we've had some success doing that, but we didn't approach Paul. He approached us. He found us on Twitter. He reached out and said, can I tell your story? He lives in Connecticut, but as you'll hear him say, he has a winter home in Vermont too. And so he drives our tires in the thick of winter. He's got a set of our tires and so does his wife. And they are excited about hitting the road on Nokian Tires products this winter. You're going to really enjoy that chat. But for you dealers out there, we also have some good red meat, courtesy of a pair of counterworkers who have experienced strong success selling Nokian Tires products. You'll enjoy getting to know Robert Smith and Michael McBride from Waukegan Tire in Chicago, Illinois. So without further ado, let's get into the news and notes section of the show, and then we'll get into those interviews. News and notes we call Tread Trends. Did you know there are more than 40 words for snow in the Finnish language? It's true, and it's really an indication of how obsessed the Finnish culture is with winter. And could you blame them? A big portion of the country lies above the Arctic Circle, including our winter test facility in Ivalo, Finland. And of course, snow touches every corner of Finnish turf starting, well, about this time each year. And so we highlighted that in a campaign called 40 Words for Snow, one of the few bits of engaging content we put out in social media this month as we get ready for the winter season. And the point of the 40 Words campaign is to educate drivers on the fact that, you know, you don't need to know Finnish, but you need to know that a Finnish company like ours is going to be familiar with every type of snow and make tires for each of those winter conditions. We had a fun social media video that we put out. You can check it out on Facebook and Instagram where we asked folks in my native Tennessee to try to translate those Finnish words for snow without knowing anything about what they meant. Uh, it was uh, as disastrous as you'd expect, but in a, in a fun way, and they were all good sports. Uh, one of a few bits of engaging social media content that we've put out. Another one is part of our partnership with a Denver-based Instagram account called i 70 
things. Now, what I-70 things does is it points out the crazy, weird, wild things that are slowing down I-70 through the Rocky Mountains just west of Denver. If you've ever been in that area of the country, it is a dangerous traffic corridor. In fact, the state of Colorado has enacted a traction law, and we wanted to take advantage of that teaching opportunity to inform drivers, not just in the Rocky Mountains, but throughout the country, about our all-weather tires, using Denver as an example, a case study of some of the crazy things that are happening on the road. So uh, give I-70 Things a follow on Instagram. You can check our posts as well. Drivers are invited to tag I-70 Things and tag Nokian Tires with things that are slowing down I-70 and use the hashtag Keep I-70 Moving. It's a, uh, another fun thing that we're showcasing on social media this month and actually for the rest of the winter season, the rest of 2022. And finally, Split Zone Duo is a popular college football podcast that we've partnered with. Between that and Paul Paps, you might wonder if uh, we're starting to trend toward the sports audience. And well, we are a little bit because that's an audience that I think is primed and ready to think about well, the road trips are going to be taking this fall and this winter. And so we've invited Split Zone Duo listeners to go to nokiantires.com slash SZD and enter their favorite college football road trips. One of the hosts of that, of that podcast even took a road trip on our tires in early October, drove through a, a terrible, wicked thunderstorm, and ended up just fine on the other side thanks to the fact that he was driving on our products. Again, that's nokiantires.com slash SZD if you want to check that out. But now let's move into our interview uh, with Paul Pabst. Polly, as you might know him from the Dan Patrick Show, the executive producer of the show, one of the co-hosts as well. He talks with us about his favorite sports stories, his favorite memories working on the show, but also about his favorite tires, Nokian Tires products. Again, he's the one who reached out to us. Here is the story he wanted to tell you. Well, we are thrilled to be joined with a uh, national sports voice for, I can I can probably say with credibility, for the first time in the history of a tire podcast. I think that's I think that's fair. And, wow, and I feel like, I feel like a, you know, a pioneer here. Uh, you are a pioneer in more ways than one, Paul Pabst. You might know him as Polly from the Dan Patrick Show. You might follow him on Twitter. Paul Pabst is a leading sports voice in this country as executive producer and co-host of the Dan Patrick Show. We know that many of you listen to, uh, to the show on the way in and out of the tire shop or for those consumers uh, on your way everywhere. I've been a listener for Oh my gosh, 20 years or so myself. And, and so what was great, Paul, and why we're so excited to have you on is that, you know, we reach out to a lot of people to, to see if they'll promote our products. You reached out to us as a fan of Nokian Tires. And so I thought, surely he'll come on the show, right? And, and, and you did. And we really appreciate that. Thanks for coming on today. I'm glad to. I'm a, I'm a tire nerd. Um, and, you know, I, again, I, I like, uh, I, I, we've been on, a, you're down in Nashville, right? You guys are set up down there? Yep. We our the radio show, the Dan Patrick Show, has been on Nashville forever. That was one of our first big affiliates down there back when Clay Travis was back there and the other guys, Paul Kaharski. Mm -hmm. And Nashville's always been, if I would say, top four or five outlets for us nationwide. So we've always done well there. I can tell you I've contributed to those ratings uh, time and again, <laughs> listening uh, on, a, on a very regular basis and, and excited to have you on. So, so many of us know you on air. Your voice is familiar. Again, you have a large presence on social media as well. I rely on you to tell me when games are close uh, with your, your snug catchphrase so we can go on and, and see what's, what's going on around uh, around the sports world. I'd love to learn a little more about your your background and especially as it relates to to our company. So, so where did you grow up that you became a Nokian Tires fan and what was it that compelled you to reach out to us? All right, I'll try to tighten this up, but I'm from the South Side of Chicago. And uh, when I was a kid, I never, we didn't travel much. We didn't have a lot of money. So I always thought of places like Vermont and Colorado and, you know, that place I'm probably never going to go as a little kid in the South Side of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I started working in New York City 
And I was, I didn't even have a car. I had a motorcycle. So I'm out of college. I'm working at CBS Sports. And I was living in New York City. And we had some time off here and there. And I was like, you know what? I always wanted to go to Maine and Vermont, New Hampshire. And it just, this sounds like idyllic places. And you read about them and the cheese and the, the, the foliage and all that great stuff. So I had a week off and I had a motorcycle. I didn't even have a car in the summertime. I drove up to Vermont and I it was in Southern Vermont, like Brattleboro and Bennington and mm -hmm. West Dover and all these little places down there. And I was like, this is, this is for me, man. There's no chain restaurants. It's all like mom and pop stores, you know, cabins and A-frames, all that stuff. Then I started going there and I, I moved out to Connecticut and I started working for ESPN. And I started going to Vermont, Southern Vermont, especially more regularly in Maine and New Hampshire, those places. And I think my first car was uh, when I first got to ESPN, I had a 86 Jeep Grand Wagoneer. It got like nine miles to the gallon. <laughs> it was gorgeous. It needed some work. Uh, the tires were bald, bald. And I think I bought, you know, a, a pair of whatever tires, like all seasons. And, and I took it up to Vermont. I was sliding all over the place. It was just a mess. And then I, I don't, you know, again, growing up in Chicago, my, my dad didn't have snow tires. We, we, we had a Jeep and whatever tires he had. And uh, I, I started buying tires back. I think my wife and I, when we were dating, she had this really nice Saab wagon. That was like a hand-me-down from her family. And it, you, know, you always think of Saabs as really good, you know, the Scandinavian car, good in the weather, all-wheel mm -hmm. drive. We were up in Ludlow, Vermont, and we got stuck on a hill. We we're going up and we couldn't go anymore. Mm -hmm. And we slid back down. And again, I knew nothing about tires except for, you know, make sure you have decent tires. I was a decent man new. I didn't know any better. And uh, my, I took it in and the guy goes, well, you got like all season performance tires on your car and you're driving through hard weather in Vermont. That's, I go, but it's a Saab. And the guy goes, what does it matter if right. it's a Saab? He goes, you, you have a $50,000 Saab with all season sport tires. And I honestly barely even knew what he was talking about. And then he explained <laughs> it to me, the ridges and all that stuff. And we got snow tires. We're just bombing up through Vermont. It's a piece of cake. And after that, you know, I really started like looking to see what kind of tires it was. And there's a couple of reasons, you know, um, when you're at ESPN and you're a young guy and you don't have a lot of dough, you know, I, I wanted a decent car, but I figured if I don't, I, I can't buy a Mercedes or anything like that. But if I get like a, a decent, uh, I don't even remember what I had back then, but I had like a, like a, uh, like a Volkswagen Jetta, perfectly nice young single guy car. Mm -hmm. But in this winter, I had snow tires on it. I would cruise through Vermont and other places like that. So it kind of got me realizing that it's not the car. A lot of times it's a tire. And I'll give you another example is that um, my brother-in-law, he's got like a $60,000 truck. And he came up to visit us in Vermont a couple of years ago. And he's sliding all around. I go, what's, what's the story? And he's had, he had the stock tires that he got when he bought the truck. And they were sport cool tires. So I don't know. I just kind of got into it. And now, now, even in Vermont, we have mud season. And there's different tires you want for that as well. Because... You know, snow tires are good, but they don't necessarily match. So I, I don't know. I just find it, it like it'd be like being a basketball player with bad shoes. I like and that. I, can't, I can't imagine being a very talented basketball player with bad shoes. That's it. That's my background with tires. It's brilliant. And, and so then you reached out to us, presumably because we invented the winter tire and, and you've had, I guess, a good experience with our brand as well. Then and hopefully, by, by the way, you have after we've sent you a few sets, got your got your wife a set even here recently as well. Yeah, my wife is in the business, but yeah, I, I bought a pair of Nokians, a set of Nokian, a pair. Why would I say a pair? Pair wouldn't like, be any good. A pair would be terrible. <laughs> uh, but I bought a set probably five years ago of Nokians because I really wanted something winter specific. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of good tire companies out there, but they're, I think, more rounded for like decent snow tires and good with everything else. 
And so I was like, I, I really wanted to try something. And I also found out you guys had offices in Vermont, like a factory of in Northern Vermont. And I try to support local businesses and so forth, even though you guys are a global business. And so I had a 94 uh, Volkswagen, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Toyota Land Cruiser, big Land Cruiser, pretty good shape. And I put these on it and I was just cooking, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I had my first set of kind of dedicated snow tires, not the all season that had the snowflake on. And so I just kind of get into it after then. And then I reached out to you. I, I've seen you on social media as well. You do sports stuff as well. And uh, I was like, I would like to just work with a company. And But I, I, I tell you, I have friends up there. <laughs> I, I think I've told you this first before. My friends in Vermont, um, they're, they're locals, a lot more local than I am. I, I'm out there a lot, but I'm not a local. I aspire to be. <laughs> All they talk about is beer, how they heat their houses, and snow tires. <laughs> uh, my, my buddy Murph up there, I don't know if he has any other interest besides beer, uh, firewood, and when he's going to switch his snow tires from golf to tires. That's, and and he, he comes over, he's like, oh, you got some new slicks, you know, and, and that's like, and then he brings you over a six pack of beer. And, and then we discuss, uh, are you going to use propane? Or are you going to use, uh, how many cords of wood do you need to buy? <laughs> so I aspire to be some old guy who sits in Vermont talking about that all the time. That's great. As long as you you drink the beer after driving on the tires and not before, I guess Boy. I guess you're, you're in good shape there. Surprised cheese didn't make the list. Also, Kevin Cheddar also a big cheese is big. Perfect big. You know, uh, there's a diner up there, and they have um, regular syrup like the kind you get at any diner. Yeah, and then they have their own, and it's kind of mm. behind this little glass, and it's in these little containers. So it's called the Cup and Saucer Diner in Wilmington, Vermont. If you're ever driving through there, stop in. But like. Uh, what kind of syrup would you like? And if you say, oh, I'll just have, uh, you know, whatever, they just go kind of give that judgmental look. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 yeah, your embarrassment. It's kind of funny. It's great. Well, we're, we're excited to partner with you and, uh, you know, have you on a, a set of our tires driving through the winter. I'm curious as an executive producer of the Dan Patrick show, you know, high profile role. And so we, we see the product of what you do, but, but what does a day in your life look like and how do you expect our tires to, to help you along the way? Well, I'll start with like my job. If, if we do a three-hour radio show every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and that's a lot of live radio and TV, but um, I think to do it well, and um, you have to just be aware at all times. Like I'm always kind of keeping an eye. So is Dan Patrick and the other guys who work on the show. We can't always have our ear or eye on what's going on. If a big story breaks, if Baker Mayfield gets hurt, if Matt Rule gets fired, if, if you know the Arizona State University hires a new coach, you're like, okay, real quick, decipher that. Is that national news? What can we do with it? How do we work it in there tomorrow? You're just a mach- kind of a machine with it. So by the time we get to work in the morning around 7 a.m., the five of us uh, on the show get together and we kind of have a chat. And you'd be surprised how quick our morning meeting is. It's less than, I would say, less than uh, less than 20 minutes for sure. Wow. And we go over the stories of the day quickly. I kind of just start riffing. I see what people bite on. And then as soon as I say something like, let's say I said something like, um, is the NFL making a mistake overdoing this new concussion protocol where Teddy Bridgewater leaves the game as soon as he gets just a little ding. Mm-hmm. And then one guy says one thing and the other guy starts arguing. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. We're good. We're good. We've got a topic. It's, it's really that simple, at least in our world. I'm sure there's other people who do it better, whatever, different. But um, once I get four or five topics that I know Dan's into, which is number one thing, Dan's into it. And then some topics that are like the big headlines and we mix them all together and we kind of place them a little bit. But once the show starts, it's like an air traffic controller. I'm sure you have a plan for your day, but if 
three planes come in from Cleveland and two more come in from New York, you adjust accordingly. Like during our show on Monday morning, Matt Rule got fired in the middle of our show. So that changes the direction of our show pretty drastically and pretty fast because we found mm -hmm. out on air. One thing we like to do is that I found out on Twitter, Matt Rule got fired by the Carolina Panthers. Dan Patrick doesn't know yet. So what I do is I'll, and the guys on the show will all come up with this. We'll give it to Dan on the air live so we can see his instant reaction. Love Instead it. of saying, let's wait till break and tell Dan, that's not that interesting. I'd rather see Dan Patrick's reaction on air. And how tires play into my show is we don't call in sick. We don't get holidays off. Um, we don't cancel our show due to weather. Um, I've yet to miss a day of work on the Dan Patrick show for illness or other reason. And same with the other guys. We just don't call in sick. And we've had some days here in Connecticut. We don't get the big snow storms like we do, but not as often as like Maine and New Hampshire. But we had a, a storm where we had 33 inches in two days. Wow. And uh, I remember it was 6 a.m. I was like, okay, get in the car, get in the cruiser and hit it because you're, get, you're going to work. And sometimes we'll stay over at the studio. Um, but, you know, you really, if you're a media member in the Northeast or the North or wherever you live, snow is not an excuse to miss your job. No, I, no, no boss is going to say, uh, hey, I couldn't get to work because of snow. And he'd be like, well, we all have snow. I, I was here. So <laughs> yeah. you really have to have a good car and you know good tires. And, and even if you live in Tennessee and it snows, if you work for the Mineral Winter Tire, you can't use yeah. that excuse either. I've learned. Do you remember, uh, you may not, I don't know if you were there, but the Dallas Super Bowl, I think maybe 2011. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're expected to do our show down in Dallas. We're expecting like, you know, 60 degree days, lovely, like a vacation. The second day we were in Dallas, I remember I went to sleep on Monday night and they're, they're all of a sudden the weather forecast just changed. Mm -hmm. It does not snow in Dallas, Texas. I mean, maybe once, maybe once a decade. And when yeah. it does, it's like a dusting and people take pictures and that's gone. They start, it started sleeting and snowing about two in the morning. I'm looking out my window and I could look down at our set and uh, our set was like three quarters enclosed, but it was technically outdoors. Like there was no air, there's no heat. And I'm watching it. It's pounding snow and it's sideways and it's windy. And I checked the temperature and it was 11 degrees. And I'm sitting there going, how are we going to do a sports radio show outside in Dallas tomorrow? But I never thought for a second, we're not calling in sick. We're not canceling the show. Right. And we didn't bring any jackets or anything. I brought like a light fleece. I didn't bring a hat or gloves or anything. None of, none of us did. So basically we wore all our clothes for the trip. I put on, I looked at that scene where Joey from, <laughs> yeah. from uh, could friend, I be wearing any more clothes? You wearing any more clothes. He's got all champions clothes on. I was walking downstairs like Ralphie from the Christmas store. <laughs> and we went outside and someone gave me a hat. Someone gave me gloves, but I was like, I'm going to look soft. And we did our radio show out in the weirdest weather of all time. And it was a, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Always ready for the conditions, even if you have to throw on uh, tons of clothes or more importantly, throw on the best uh, winter tires in the business. So uh, let's talk a bit about your partnership with us. And, and folks, we encourage you to, to go online, check out Paul on Twitter uh, twice a month. He's going to put up a sports trivia question. Obviously, tire dealers may be uh, not as interested in a free set of tires as uh, <laughs> as the general public. Uh, you guys know where to find us for uh, for some good discounted tires. Nonetheless, amplify that campaign. It's great. Uh, there's already been a Dorsey Levens reference for those of you in the Wisconsin area. We have a lot of good uh, Midwestern customers. So describe your partnership with us then, whether it's the uh, tweeting about our brand, whether it's the, the trivia questions that are tagging us for a chance to win tires or, or even some video content you're going to be making down the road. What do you hope to help us achieve with some of that outreach to, to your followers? So I'm going to do some sports trivia. We always get a lot of engagement when I post, post sports trivia questions. And one of the uh, prizes is winning a set of snow tires. And I think that's the coolest thing, because like I said, everybody wants them. There's nobody who doesn't want a kick-ass set of winter tires to get ready for the season. 
And so that that's a start. But I think more so, um, you know, I wish I knew things 25 years ago about how to handle my car, mm-hmm. like how to work on it, how to deal with it, how to stay out of jams. And if I would have known better, it's just I didn't pay attention. I was young and I probably didn't read up on stuff and I, there was not stuff out there. So I'm, I'm trying to let people know that, you know, if, if you're going to get snow tires for your car, don't go shopping in January. You know, just like you wouldn't buy a generator for your house after the power goes out. You do it mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's a big thing because like even got my friend, my brother-in-law, who's kind of an outdoorsman, you know, he didn't know enough to get snow tires for his truck. And I'm like, come on, man, let's, let's have some education here. I think there's a couple of things that help too with what I'm doing. I'm going to do some videos and some other content and some tweets, but I'm just a normal guy. I don't have, you know, like a, a drone shot from 50 miles away. That's going to show you, you know, you guys do these great, cool videos that I think are really awesome. Those hmm. things you do in like different areas of Finland and all those places. That's great. But I think there's also a role for just a guy who likes cars, but doesn't want to get in a jam when he's driving his car. Totally. And that's it. You know, and, and I think that's people don't realize that um, if you have a great car with bad tires, you might as well have well wasted your money. And, and it's such a simple concept. It's almost like it's right in your face, but you don't know it. And I and that's what I'm going to try to do is do some videos, do some content and just kind of like goof around a little bit with the fact that, you know, tires are essential, but most people don't even think about them because they take them for granted at the bottom of the car. You're more concerned about like the glasses holder and your Wi-Fi in your car, which is totally unnecessary. <laughs> but you're not worried about your tires. Like my, my wife has a great car, this really nice Kia. And it's it's a Kia Telluride. It's a really sweet car. It's got it's got so many buttons, I don't even know where to start. I don't drive it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't like any car newer than about 2013. <laughs> and uh, I just got her from you guys. I got her a new set of snow tires. And she's like, now I'm really fired up. I'm ready to go ride this bad boy up to Vermont. And I think that's how you should be. And also, I think it's a, a big thing for guys out there. It's like, you want to get yourself, your wife, something for Christmas. It may not be the sexiest gift of all time to put four snow tires under the tree. And it might be a little bulky, <laughs> but it'll look like you bought her a lot of stuff. So wrap them up. That's a good point. I really, um, you know, as a father with kids, uh, not having good tires on your car and being in questionable areas like Maine or, or what the state, you know, Montana, what are you doing? You know? So I, I think it's almost like telling people the obvious of what they can do with their cars. Also, I think to learn what type of uh, tires not to buy, you know, cause there's, there's a lot of tires that are meant for hardcore winter that you might not need if you're in Georgia, but then you can get other you know, types of types of tires. So it's more about just kind of posting some fun content, doing some education and, and showing people that there's a company that's, based in Vermont, you know, and you could support and have some fun with why some fun with it. And you guys can check out Paul. It's at Paul Pabst on Twitter. You can follow those questions and, and his running commentary about his life on our tires. Last question for you. What I've always admired the most about your show about Dan and about you guys is you ask the best questions, I think, of any interviewer. And, and as a sports journalist myself or recovering sports journalist, I was in TV for a bit, do some soccer work now just here and there. That's the hardest part for me to get my arms around is how to ask the right question to elicit the best answers. And that Dan is, I think, the shining example in the industry and and you guys with him and asking those right questions. And so on behalf of him, thanks. Well, and and, and it's to you as well. Uh, and, and all those guys, it, it's it's really, truly a world class show because of that more so than anything else. And there are a lot of other reasons why it is, too. So I'm going to ask an abstract question, but you're a pro. You can take it where you want. Um you ask the best questions in the industry. Tire dealers make a living off of asking questions of their customers, off of trying yeah. to understand their lifestyles, their needs. So 
without being as knowledgeable about tires as these dealers are, still you're as knowledgeable about asking the right questions as they are. What's your advice to a tire dealer who's asking those questions about how to ask the best questions to get the best possible information out of somebody who is a blank slate when they walk in the shop? With, with any question, I always think less is more. The shorter the question, the better the question, because hmm. then you let the other person talk. Then I just and asked that, a terrible question because it was very long. No, because you, <laughs> you, had, you had a whole ramp up. You had to explain something to me. In that situation, that was the right question. Um, so it's two part. I would say for the Dan Patrick show, we take interviewing very seriously and we plan our interviews to a, a certain extent. We write up some questions to a certain extent. But once we go on air, it's just Dan and, you know, I get in his ear sometimes or write up questions on the screen and, and it's just us. And uh, I think Dan, first of all, he's not afraid to ask any question, which no, is really for me. That's like a luxury item. He's not scared. Hmm. He'll ask anything to Nick Saban, to Bill Belichick, whatever. But Dan's a very curious guy, which helps a lot. He listens so you can ask a follow-up question. So many people, I think, have a list of questions for a guest, and they just look at their list, and they don't listen to the answer. Mm-hmm. So if we're interviewing Tom Brady, and Tom goes, you know, well, uh, you know, this this may be my last year. You know, it depends on what the family thinks. But, you know, who I might do another year. When I might do, Dan would follow up with, what do you mean, what does your family think? He gave you a nugget just to seize the nugget that he gives you mm-hmm. and go to the next question instead of going, Great. Do you want Gronk back? No, 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 no. Stay with where we're at. I can't tell you how many times we've had a plan of eight, nine, 10 questions for an interview and we never get to them mm-hmm. because like we had Nick Saban on you guy, you're down South. You Nick Saban, not the easiest interview in the world, Nick Saban. No, but Dan said, uh, I think one time he goes, what do you listen to on the way to work? He's like, Oh, classic Rocky goes like what? And uh, he goes, this is, he goes, you ever want to play an uh, instrument? He goes, oh, I always wanted to play guitar. I never got around to it. And we start talking about old music and music and how um, he thinks he would have been a great musician if he started when he was 18, because he would have been so into it. He would have focused. And Dan goes, what about now? He goes, nope, don't have the time. Can't do it. I can't take away the time from coaching. And I wouldn't want to be half a guitar. And it was fantastic. And you learn much more about Nick Saban and his mentality, talking about not playing the guitar then you would have said, hey, tell us about your plan against AM's defense. He's not going to tell you about his plan against AM defense in nope. any way. Nope. So don't waste your time with that kind of question. So to translate it to what we're talking about is if I was at a car dealership, and just like if I was selling a house or selling a car, I'd say, what? tell me about what you're looking for and why. Well, I have a uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. My wife uses it most of the time, but I use it sometimes and we use it on family trips. Where do you go on your family trips? Oh, uh, we go all the time up to Arcadia, Maine, or we go to this. So you need some serious tires. No joke. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should have these. And then you should also have some summer tires because then your winter tires will last longer. Because you don't want to put your winter tires and wear them 20,000 miles and then buy another pair immediately next year. So ask a couple simple questions. What do you use the car for? Generally, how, much, how often do you take trips? How often are you in the snow? And then, you know, don't just say, here's what we have here. What, pop these on your car. Let him tell his story. People like talking about themselves, as you can see by me in the past ten minutes. Of- <laughs> but people love talking about themselves. And all you got to do is tee the person up who walks into the tire store and say, "Hey, what do you use this car for? Tell me." And then okay. he'll walk you through and say, "Okay, cool. Now I know what you need. Perfect. We're all set." That's great insight. And then, uh- and then they talk about themselves, and people like talking about themselves. And let them do it, and you'll find out all your answers. I would say, talk. If I was a salesperson, talk less, ask more. I think that's, that's tremendous. You mentioned the Nick Saban interview. I wonder, just to close off, just point of personal indulgence here. What's been your favorite interview ever on the show? What do you tell when, when friends ask you what you've enjoyed the most? Boy, we, 
that's that's one of the toughest questions I'm asked because it, it's like the favorite child. Um, <laughs> I would say the one that make I'm I'll do a couple. When in the 04 Red Sox, they won the World Series, right? And and they've been struggling forever. If if you I'm sure you know who Bill Buckner is. He was the Red oh, Sox yeah. in '86. The ball went through his leg. If, if you guys out there listening, look Google Bill Buckner. You'll know the story in 10 seconds. And so we go back and we're doing the show the day after the Red Sox win the World Series. One of the biggest stories in sports history, the 04 Red Sox. And we already had Kurt Schilling booked on the show. So we're set. Um, we had Theo Epstein booked on the show. So we have the the, the star pitcher and the, and the GM of the team. Yeah. We're way ahead of the game. And we're sitting there 10 minutes before our show, uh, probably half an hour before our show. And uh, we're like, who else? And I said, I go, Bill Buckner. And Dan goes, he'll never do it. I go, but can you imagine if Bill Buckner called in our show today after the Red Sox won the World Series? I got a cell phone on Bill Buckner. I get a hold of him, and, and he picks up the phone. He goes, what? I'm like, oh, no. And <laughs> I want to preface this by saying when I was a little kid, I loved Bill Buckner when he was on the Cubs. He was one of my first favorite players. He's a good player. Very good. And, you know, it's terrible what happened to him with the Red Sox. But I remember saying, oh, Bill, it's Paul Paps with the Dan Patrick Show. I'm sorry to bother you. But people like me are never going to stop calling you until you talk about the Red Sox winning the World Series. Nice. You know Dan. You know he's going to do it fairly. And I'll give the interview to everyone at ESPN and anyone who wants it, who wants the audio. Then you could say, I did the interview. I don't need to talk about it anymore. And you can move on and not answer any calls. But it will never stop until you do an interview about the Red Mm -hmm. Sox winning the World Series. And I shut up. And he just paused. And it must have. It felt like a minute and a half. It's probably eight seconds. He goes, okay, what time? And my whole body was just like <laughs> out of my mind excited, which is weird because, you know, it's not a pleasant conversation. And Bill Buckner ended up doing an interview with us that day after the Red Sox won the World Series. And I was so proud of myself. And then what Dan did with the interview itself, uh, that's my favorite. That's one of my favorites. The other one was um, when Bob Knight, the great Indiana basketball coach, went to Texas Tech and uh, he um, – he was not friendly with ESPN at all. I was in, early in my days with Dan Patrick. And uh, it was the weekend of the Michigan-Ohio State football game. Bob Knight went to Ohio State, big Ohio State booster supporter, everything, grew up in Ohio State football. One of his best friends in the coaching industry was Bo Schembechler, the famous Michigan head coach. Mm-hmm. And I said, I go, what if we have Bob Knight and Bo Schembechler on together to talk <laughs> Michigan-Ohio State? And we're everyone's like, great, it'll never happen. I'm like, well, maybe it will. And we got a hold of Bob Knight's uh, uh, sports information director. I still remember his name, Randy Farley. I told him what it was. He goes, Paul, you know, we have, because we have a we have a game tonight. Bob, Coach Knight doesn't do interviews on game nights or, you know, most, and he doesn't do interviews with ESPN. Right. <laughs> and I go, you could have said it in the other order because I, <laughs> I go, let me tell you what we're going to do. We're not going to talk one minute of basketball. We're going to talk about Michigan, Ohio State football that Bob grew up on. And we're going to surprise him with Bo Schembechler calling in. And about 10 minutes later, I get the call. He goes, he'll do it. And I, my face was like, I can't believe, I can't believe it. <laughs> and Dan brings in Bob Knight, the head coach of Texas Tech. And he starts talking Ohio State football and how Bob's like, Coach Knight's like, how important it was to him as a kid and all that stuff. And, and he goes, let's bring in a Michigan man, Bo Schembechler. And Knight goes, oh my goodness. And they're talking back and forth for 20 minutes. Dan was just like, every once in a while, I'd be like, uh, listen, you're listening to Dan Pat's show on ESPN Radio, Bob Shem, uh, Bob Knight and Bo Schembecker. Coach, <laughs> when did you first meet, meet Bo, uh, Bob Knight? And then they start telling stories about get each other. Get out of the way. Yeah. And get out of the way and let these two legends talk. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, boy, I, 
I don't know how we pulled it off, but it, it really felt great. And Bob Knight at the end of the interview, I picked up the phone and he, and I go, coach, thanks a lot for doing it. He goes, Paul, that's one of the most fun things I've ever done. Call me anytime. Click. Amazing. And that kind of opened the door to Bob Knight's relationship with ESPN. And he ended up being a commentator years later. So I could give you 30 more, but uh, those are just some of the ones where I'm like, boy, I, I don't think this is going to happen. And we pulled it off. Well, thanks for not only the moment of personal indulgence and talking about that, but also talking some tires with us as well. It's been awesome to have you on. And folks, again, we encourage you to follow Paul at Paul Pabst, P-A-B-S-T on on Twitter. Keep an eye out for those trivia questions and for some content. Uh, Again, we didn't reach out to Paul. He reached out to us and uh, and really, really appreciate that. Paulie, looking forward to working with you some more. And anyone else out there, in all seriousness, man, if you got a cool car, if you got an old car or a new car, it's just nuts. I, I'm specifically talking snow tires, but all tires is that, you know, if you're going to just like ignore that, then you're kind of wasting your time. I just drive. It's one of these things that just drives me crazy. It's like people don't use their turn signals. It's just the easiest thing. So have fun, <laughs> enjoy your tires and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks Paul. Well, Polly is great. In fact, as a recovering sports journalist, I get a kick out of playing interviewer on this podcast, but especially when I can interview someone who's prominent in the sports world. And again, his testimonial is strong, especially when you consider that we didn't approach him. He approached us and said, you know, I want to tell my story of driving on your products. Thanks to Polly for catching up with us again. You can check out those trivia questions. Just follow him, uh, Paul Pabst on Twitter, or follow us. You should already, but if you don't, it's Nokian Tires in A. Now let's move into the counterworker interview we did. Waukegan Tires, Robert Smith and Michael McBride have had, no other way to say it, obscene success selling Nokian Tires products, especially heading into the winter season. We saw their sales numbers and we approached them. Yes, we did approach them this time instead of Paul approaching us. And we said, guys, can you go on the show and can you talk to us about how you've been successful? You're in a market in Chicago that straddles, you know, pure winter, which a lot of people want to drive there, and all weather, which is a story that so many consumers don't know. How are you telling that story successfully? What tires are popular? And how are you telling the Nokian tire story to overcome the fact that we're not going to spend millions on a Super Bowl commercial or on a blimp anytime soon? Uh, Robert and Michael were very generous with their time and insight. Enjoy our chat with Robert Smith and Michael McBride of Waukegan Tire. We're joined by Robert Smith and Michael McBride now. They are two superstar sellers of Nokian Tires products, and they're based at Waukegan Tire in the Chicagoland area. Guys, thanks for joining us. How are things up in Chicago right now? Any winter weather just yet? Not yet. A little chilly. Too. I mean, it's getting down in the 40s in the morning, so it's 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 coming. <laughs> getting to be that Yeah, time. things are picking up. So. Yeah. That's great. And hopefully business uh, continues to go strong for you guys as well as things transition into that that winter season. I want to ask you, because you have both been really strong sellers of our tires, just a little bit about your story and and the success that you've found selling Nokia Tires products. I think there's a lot that folks can learn from your success. But first, I'll ask about your background. How long have you each been in the tire business and what drew you into that world? Um, uh, Michael, I've been in I've been with Waukegan Tire for 22 years wow. and uh, was in the tire custom wheel and tire business before that for about another 13 years before that. So I got about 35 in and, um, you know, went to work for Waukegan Tire 22 years ago. And, and you know, in the retail, I was in the wholesale side for the first 13 years and then got into the retail side. So been doing it a while, a couple of days. Yeah, and I've been doing it for about 12 years and 
it all started with a flat tire. <laughs> and then uh, got recruited by one of my good friends, and everything's gone good since then. Yeah. So. And then I met Michael. Actually, funny funny story. I met him on a on my uh, golf league, and uh, yeah. we were always going against <laughs> yeah. going against each other. But then he, you know. One day I said, you know, I like that Waukegan tire. <laughs> yeah. So they had me come in, and ever since then, things have been going great. Yeah. Except oh. for he kicked me off the golf league. You know? Yeah. I was Unfortunately, you had to get off the, the golf league. I was about to ask you who the better golfer <laughs> was between you. Yeah. We but, both won our championships this year, so. Yeah. All right. Two champion yep. golfers in addition to champion tire sellers. Yeah, so, we're, in, we're, in different, we're in different golf leagues now because we had to be different days. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. So uh, we know Waukee and Tire very well at Nokia and Tires, but for those in our network who aren't as familiar with your company, what makes you guys unique? What has led to your success as a company in the Chicago area? Well, I think a lot of it is, you know, we, we're, we're an independent, multi-branded, um, you know, locations, uh, family-owned, been here since 1968. And uh, I mean, the, the owner, uh, Jerry, who's still very, very involved uh, in the business is uh, realistically a visionary. I mean, the guy, you know, has, has great vision as far as how to sell and what to sell and, and uh, you know, basically customer service, you know, trying to get, you know, customer serviced, you know, in and out, get them the right product for the, for the, with the vehicle that they're driving and the and the type of driving they're doing. Yeah, he does. He always wants to have the best of all the of all products available and uh, honesty and you know, just only taking care of people with what they really need and you know doing the right thing for the customers. And that's one thing I really like about uh, myself personally. Enjoy working here. Uh, no pressure to sell things people don't need and and uh, you know unique products and things that you can't just get anywhere, you know, so yeah. it is nice. That's one thing about the Nokia and tires too, that we, we do like, you know, you, you're not going to find those at every, you know, store. So a lot of people look for there's, them. There's a lot yeah, of tire stores around us. <laughs> what was your first exposure to Nokia and tires then? When did you guys first learn about us? Was it in the course of kind of looking at that product portfolio and and understanding this is something drivers really wanted, or was it something that you discovered and, and said, I think this is something that drivers would benefit from? Well, when I started, when I started here, we were, they were, had just, I think they had just picked them up. We were selling the, uh, the NRWs, you know, which was the first gen, um, you know, basically a winter tire selling it as an all season tire, as an all weather yeah. tire. Yeah. You know, and and then they went into the WR and then the WRGs and the WG2s, G3s, G4s. Um, yeah, so you know, we went back to I, I, we do it. We do a considerable amount of business in winter tires for certain cars, and we were getting to the point your BMWs and Mercedes, uh, Porsches, things like that. We were we were kind of getting to the point where we were putting a uh, an NRW or a WR on the car or a G2, and doing away with that second set of tires or tires and wheels. Maybe it wasn't a great business move, but the, <clears throat> the customers were happy, and we're getting the grip out of them. And 
and realistically, we started selling the G2s and, and stuff for BMWs and things. People were putting them on in the winter, still doing the swap outs, you know, putting their high performance on in the summer <coughs> and then their, their uh, Nokians on in the, in the winter. Yeah, when I first started here, they started telling me, you know, Gary, the owner, you know, he he was telling me about Nokian tires, and I thought he was talking about a cell phone. You know, everybody <laughs> people probably say that, but um, you know, I I kind of felt weird about it. Like I never heard about this tire, and you know, what is what's going on here? And so um, he convinced me to um, get a set of them. He, I think you guys actually helped me out with some with that. And, uh, you know, I think he might've gotten some type of deal with that. And then, uh, once I had him on my own vehicle, personally, um, I realized there ain't much of a better tire out there, especially in the conditions around here, you know, in the cold temperatures with the rain and snow and ice, you know, that tire for me, it performed like I needed something. I, I just had a kid at the time. So safety was number one for me. So, that's what, that's one thing I preach to people when they come in here, you know, if you got kids or whatever, your wife's driving the car, you know, I hear a lot of people say, well, this is for my kid's car. Just give me the cheapest tire. <laughs> one thing I always tell them is, you know, do you want to get that phone call at three o'clock in the morning? Did your kids in a ditch, <laughs> you know, spending that extra, you know, whatever, a little bit more money to go up into a, you know, something like the Nokian or a better quality tire, it's going to pay for itself over time too. So. That's yeah. uh, that's one of my, you know, my mottos here. So personally, I've had them, so I, I can stand behind them. You know, like it's a that. powerful story. I was going to ask that because your your sales numbers are phenomenal here, and, and uh, of our tires. And I'm wondering if that's the key driver of it. When you tell people that this is what you drive on your own car, how do they react to that? Do you feel like that is a huge selling advantage for you? Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, a lot of times. You know if. And, you know, it goes back to me as a consumer, too. You know, if I go to a store and, you know, I can get what the guy selling it is, you know, like personally, when I'm driving on tires, I know what I'm, you know, I know what I'm getting and we can, you know, pass it along to them, the information and, uh, you know, what we're getting out of the tire and what they're going to get out of the tire. So, yeah, they definitely will, uh, you know, be a little bit more lean towards it you know yeah we've built we've also built up a clientele of customers who who really you know know about nokian too and and you know because it's kind of a, a sleeper brand really you don't you don't see it you know everywhere tv you know it's not behind the mlb uh uh home plate you know flashing on the board and everything it's 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 you know, people don't realize what it is. To, so you've really got to explain to them what you're talking about. The, the, the safety issue of the tire is really the selling point. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. not miles. It's not, you know, it does have a lower rolling resistance. And um, I went to a meeting in Sweden, uh, a driving school in Sweden and Finland back in 04. And they were talking about how the new tire had the low rolling resistance and everything. And, and I said, why, why are you so hooked on the rolling resistance? And the guy said, where you live, gas is free. I mean, they were already, you know, in Finland and Sweden, the gas was already in the, in the high numbers. Powerful story. And that's an interesting one too, because I feel like that's a harder story for us to, 
to tell until we can really zero in on what the benefit is for the consumer. But as gas prices rise, that's a story we've definitely been telling lately too, that, that rolling resistance story. So it's great that you've been able to zero in on that. I'm, I'm curious too, like we are the inventor of the winter tire and you mentioned that first all weather tire that we debuted now more than two decades ago, but we're also really growing that all season line with tires like the Nokia tires one, the all-terrain outpost. Have you guys found success selling those as well in the summer up in, in Chicago or even as a year-round solution for some drivers? Well, we, we uh, I mean, we just got some of the Nokian ones and some of the Outpost in. We haven't really had much, uh, haven't had very many of them in, you know, on the floor um, to, to really sell. You know, it's been a, uh, it's, it's a new, it's a new product, like I said, the WRs and the, you know, um, it is a product that we're all, all the sales guys are fairly used to. And. Well, we the, have sold a few sets of the newer, the newer ones, the right. end ones. I've heard of some good uh, feedback on them from the consumer. So, but yeah, we do a lot more with the, the G4s and SUVs, like Michael was saying, you know, yeah. yeah, a lot of our, a lot of the people that we have that get that by the, Nokia tires are, you know, repeat buyers too. You know, that tire sells itself and it spreads the, you know, people will say good things about it to friends and family members. And, you know, if they have them on their car, they're more likely to purchase them for their um, family members as well. So huge. We all know that the term all season is so misleading and that all weather is a better characterization of a tire that's going to work. And all four seasons. That's a story that we work so hard to tell to drivers. You guys are doing that on a daily basis, and you've obviously had a lot of success doing that. So I'm wondering what advice you have for fellow tire dealers about how to successfully tell that all-weather story and how to differentiate a tire like the WRG4 from a typical all-season tire. What have you found to, to, to be successful as you've tried to do that? Well, I mean, it really just comes down to, like I said, the message that you can put across to the customer of the difference. I mean, it, truthfully, you're right. And all weather is basically a new category. You know, you, you've got, you know, your UHP, your, your summers. Your, now, of course, you've got your UHP all seasons, which is a really kind of a misleading <laughs> um, <laughs> type of, of advertising for a tire, but they are considered all season tires in the, in the normal world. And then you have your standard all season tires and your touring style. And, you know, Nokian really added that all weather um, type of tire to the mix. You know, they added a whole new category. And then of course, from there you, you go into winter. And so, you know, with that new category, you're explaining to people, you know, I mean, I get a piece of paper out and I say, you know, you've got summer, you've got winter. And in between, you used to have all season. I said, now you have another choice. You've got all weather. And this all weather tire has passed the testing for the winter, but you don't have to pull them off when summer comes. And I, I said, you know, it's, it's, you know, because I mean, a lot of people up here, because it's, it's you know, the, the, the snow and the ice on the roads and the rain. And really, it's just it's as much the cold weather as it is the, the snow. Um, yeah, and then also another thing, too, we do keep some of these tires out on our, um, you know, sales floor so we could take the customer over there, show them the, the features and benefits. Some of that stuff is right on the tire itself. 
And then, you know, touching it and showing, you know, you, you can touch the tread of like the G4 and show them how it is a little more flexible, as he was saying, especially in the colder, you know, colder temperatures. And, you know, they like that. They like to, uh, you know, see something. And a lot of times they will, you know, they'll go for it, you know, once you express the safety and some of the benefits. It does say on there too, it's a rolling resistance. So they like that, you know, you're going to get yeah. better gas mileage and quiet ride. So. Uh, you know, every pretty much most of the, you know, the folks that have been inquiring on it are are going for it, taking a gamble, and uh, paying off for them. So, yeah, I mean, especially now the gas. You know, like I said, the average price of gas around here is a little over four bucks a gallon, mm. which you know, the low rolling resistance matters a lot more when the gas prices go up. You know, because the savings get um, get yeah. ramped up. You know. Uh, exponentially by how much you're paying for fuel yeah no doubt about that uh well you guys tell our story in a powerful way whether it's demonstrations whether it's the talking points that you're using uh for my last question i'd just love to leave it open to you to give any other advice to our our listeners again who are mostly tire dealers mostly people having these conversations what is the best way they can have success selling no keen tires products I think personally, just be confident knowing that you're selling a good product and you're going to get uh, some comeback clientele and it's, you know, it's going to spread. Uh, people are going to love the product and they will come back and uh, they will buy them again. Don't be afraid of uh, trying something new. You know, they got to get the word out there. Uh, it's a great product and there's uh, nothing, haven't had any bad feedback on it. Yeah. And then just ask the customer, what's it worth to be able to stop 10 feet quicker? <laughs> or not get a phone call at three o'clock in the morning yeah. that your your child's what's, in the ditch. What's the deductible on that car? <laughs> That's what it's worth to be able to stop ten foot quicker. <laughs> I love it, and that and that meets us uh, in an area of mutual benefit where they're getting what they need, and you're getting that profitability out of it of a product you're confident selling. Uh, guys, thank you so much, Robert Smith, Michael McBride. Thanks for selling Nokia Tires products so effectively, and thanks for joining us today. All right, Wes. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank right. you, Wes. We appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for bearing with the challenging audio on my end there. A different recording setup that we are uh, not going to replicate anytime soon, but Robert and Michael again did an awesome job. Let's take a look quickly at the road ahead before we get out of here. What's coming up next? What will we announce on next month's show and elsewhere in November and December? Well, there's going to be more info coming about Nokia and Tire's growth plans here in North America, but also beyond as we undergo a period of evolution as a company. But during that period of change, North America is a ma major priority for Nokia and Tires. And we're excited to continue to offer the products, the services, the relationships that help us lead the market in winter, in all weather, and help grow our presence in all season as well. And uh, we'll continue to share with you some other fun ways that we're bringing drivers to your shops. We're continuing to double down on some of those creative aspects so that drivers can hear our story in a different way and that new customers can come your way as well. Thanks so much for your continued loyalty to Nokian Tires. You can follow us on social media at Nokian Tires NA. That's tires with a Y. Why the Y, you might ask? Because we're different and we like it that way. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next month. 
Nokian Tires is a global tire manufacturer passionate about providing drivers and dealers with peace of mind in all conditions. We're committed to crafting safe, sustainable, premium tire products that lead the industry in innovation. And this podcast is just one of many ways we're striving to be a close partner to you. If you have any feedback or ideas for the show, don't hesitate to reach out. My email address is west.bowling, that's B-O-L-I-N-G, at Nokian Tires, with a Y, dot com. Until next time, keep on rolling.